installment of the return of the audio dead horror podcast i'm your host chris joined as always by my beautiful co-host brian hey how's it going chris <laughs> pretty good uh we are doing our next installment of our friday the 13th retrospective would we'll be doing parts four five and six that is correct. If we can make it through that <laughs> that many movies in this episode <laughs> um but first let's talk about what we've been watching Oh, good grief. Do we have to? Uh, well, you don't have to, but we're going to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no one's got a gun to your head. <laughs> no, no. Well, I, I think I had to hold a gun to myself in order to go ahead and finish The Conjuring, the most recent one, The Devil Made Me Do It. Yes, I, I watched the that devil, uh, I, I, on HBO 2 this past weekend. I think The Devil Made Me Watch This One. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Oh, it, it takes bad to a whole new level. Yep. It is easily the worst of the bunch. Uh, the first two movies, while I'm not big into like religious based um, horror Exorc- or, yeah. exorcisms think, and stuff like that. Right. Um, I do find those movies entertaining and well-crafted as far as like the art of filmmaking and the art right. of crafting scares. Um, this movie is just garbage. It's a hot fucking trash fire. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. And I think the biggest problem it has is it just goes way, way, way over the top of being just way too fantastical with like the sequences and just like, you know, how much wind can really blow in one room and how they just like overdid it with like the bodies contorting and cracking and bending in all these different ways. I mean, it's just they try to lay it on way too thick with the visuals and just hung on to the scenes too long that they had zero suspense whatsoever. Yeah. Well, it, there's not that much story. Not at I mean, all. Overall, so it's just like they they there's literally like literally like an exorcism at the end that just goes on and on, and yep. that kid cracks his back so many fucking times I lost track. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's like the, the editor was just like in love with that apparently. Right, right. I mean, it's just I don't think this movie was designed for seasoned, experienced horror film fans. No. Not at all. Not at all. I, I mean, mean, I don't. I don't know that. All, I mean, I think those movies, all all of them, were kind of more crowd pleasers, obviously. But you know, the first two, I still there was a lot of stuff in them that I liked, as far sure. as you know the the sequences. I don't yeah. really care for the the true story aspect of it or the you know the Warrens or anything. I mean, I, I like the actors. I don't like the Warrens. The Warrens are garbage people. <laughs> but well, it's just it's it's. It, just there's just nothing in this one there's nothing really to take out of it and enjoy well i'm glad you made mention of like you know the whole true story aspect of things because it starts off that way 
you know, is like it's going to present itself as almost like a documentary, if you will. And it's just like, come on. Like, seriously, who's going to buy into this? Well, all of them do. I mean, all three of them are, have done that. They're, where but they're... this one suffers immensely with bullshit. I, it does, yes. It, it, it really leans into the religious aspect of it. Right. I mean, more so than the first two did. It really, I mean, it's like it is a Christian, it is a hardcore Christian horror movie. Yep. That, so, like, totally, like, uh, you know, <clears throat> caters to that whole, like, satanic panic thing. Oh, yeah. Big time. It's, in fact, I'm, um, the person, uh, my mom was visiting. That's who I watched it with. What um, was her reaction to this? She thought it was fine, but my mom's, you know, still, you know, my mom's a religious person still. Oh. So, but I, I, at the end of the movie, and she was like, oh, that's based on a true story. You know, where they have that, that they have like the text come up on the screen, like, yeah. this happened, then that happened. Um, And I was, I told her, I, I said, I said, yeah, that's, those two are con artists. You know, yeah. the Warrens were con artists that like. Made made money on the Satanic Panic in the eighties. You know they were they were right there diving into that. Yep. Um. So she she really didn't. I mean I don't know. She I th- I think she knew who the Warrens were at one time, and she's I kind of forgotten about it. But um. But yeah, it's it's just it really digs into that, digs its heels in, and it it's at times. I mean, it was like it's just preaching to you. Oh, for sure. It's just, it's really heavy-handed. Really heavy-handed. Yep. And it's just the cast just kind of falls flat. And, you know, the you get the two, you know, you got Ed Warren, and I'm sorry, what was the the other Warren, the, the woman? Lorraine. Yeah, Lorraine. Yep. You know, just, and, like, they try to do, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know. But did it, I mean, they're the same characters, but they just didn't feel the same as compared to the other movies. Right. They don't. They they feel like they're kind of playing different versions of themselves or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just, it, it, without James Wan there to direct it and his hand in it, I mean, it's just, it, feel, it, it, it feels very flat. Well, there you go. The fact that he was not involved in this one is is very evident when you yeah. sit down and watch it. Well, I think he's a, was on as a producer or something, but I mean that really doesn't mean much, you know, as far I as mean, his involvement. You know, and the funny thing is, is we, before the show we talked, and it's just the only sequence that we both agreed upon was like when that little boy was hiding inside the shower, and you see that hand reach over the top of the curtain rod. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like, ooh, this is kind of like a creepy element. Like, okay, cool. Maybe something interesting is going to become of this. And it's just like, nope. It's like, it's, it was like, oh, it was going somewhere. And then it just kind of fell flat. And then it, that was, that was the tone for the rest of the movie. Yep. So yeah, yeah not, was, not, uh, not pleased with this one. It was pretty disappointing. <laughs> Extremely. <laughs> so that's unfortunate. Yeah. So it's just another bad example of mainstream horror. Yep. So uh, speak, you... speaking of bad examples of mainstream horror, I have another one. Uh-oh. Here we go. Brace <laughs> it's, uh, yourselves. Army of the Dead on Netflix. Oh, yes. I remember you making mention of this. I did not get a chance to see it, but I remember you talking about it. Yeah, it's this is the one that is uh, Zack Snyder, who, who recently directed, or finished up Justice League, um, his version of Justice League. And, and he, of course, started with Dawn of the Dead, which was a pretty decent remake. Uh-huh. It was pretty good. Uh, this movie, he apparently had full creative control over. 
from beginning to end. He had nobody telling him no. Really? Yeah. And it shows. So sky's the limit on this one, and really all he does is just a rehash of Alien or Aliens, you said? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I, I remember, here's the thing. I was watching it, and there was like literally like, man, this is so cliche. This is so fucking just, I can't believe it. And it, it kind of, I mean, I wasn't thinking Aliens when I watched it. But sure. then I saw someone mention it afterwards. Like it's like, boy, it's a beat for beat remake of Aliens, and I was just like, "Holy shit, it is!" Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is literally a beat for beat remake. It, I mean, not like shot for shot or anything. It's just literally like the story beats of that that get you know we got to go back to to LV four two six because we can't get in contact with the colonies. We got to go back to Las Vegas because we get, can rob a bank, you know. Uh, it, and it's, I mean, to the point where the, at the end of the movie where there is a, uh, helicopter try, that disappears and then comes back just like Bishop leaving and coming back where it's like, wow. Oh, I decided not to leave you. You know, it is unbelievable. <laughs> it really is. And the other problem with it is it was entirely shot with these like 50 millimeter lenses or, or not 50 millimeter, like these point zero point zero point one or 0.5 millimeter lenses, uh, uh, f-stop lenses, meaning they are <clears throat> incredibly shallow depth of field. Okay. So everything looks like it's out of focus except for one tiny little thing in, in the frame. If you that, watch this movie, it all it just looks it's, it's, fuzzy. I was going to say, that must be distracting. It's incredibly distracting. I don't know if you remember, but the very end of Justice League, he shot that 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 tacked-on, horrible, little piece of shit uh, ending with Joker. Yes. He shot the dream that sequence with, that Batman had? Yes. He shot that with that same lens, and that, that sequence has incredible depth of field, where it's like everything is out of focus except for, like, you know, some Jared Leto's nose. <laughs> right and that's how this whole movie is it is huh. distracting almost like tunnel vision or something i don't know how to yeah. describe it it's weird yeah it's it really it, it's i mean that's something that is in a filmmaker's toolkit <clears throat> that can be used to good 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 uh good for you know used for a good reason you know here and there but it's just just every shot every shot is with it the majority of the film is that way yeah that's Almost the entire film from beginning to end. Unless it's like a wide shot or something where you're seeing like all Vegas. It's it's like that. The the only positive thing I really have to say, it's worth I, I would say it's worth watching because it is entertaining. You right. know, you will be entertained by it. But the moment you start to think about anything, <laughs> you're gonna be like, fuck you. <laughs> But the very opening of the movie where they where they show Vegas getting attacked by zombies and getting, you know, overrun, that part is pretty cool. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, this guy's got sort of so I mean is it worth checking out knowing all this, you know? I think it's worth checking out. I mean, I in in weirdly enough, they had uh it, it's also notable because they had a uh there the helicopter pilot character in the movie was somebody they because they, they filmed this like a year ago or something, and the person that they played the helicopter pilot got canceled because he was a he was a um, uh, apparently trying to pick up underage girls all the time. Oh, 
he was some comedian that this was like one of his first big roles. Uh, So he got, he got canceled in between when they filmed it and now. So they had um, stand another standout comedian, Tignataro, who is a female comic um, who is very, uh, she, she's hilarious. I love her to death. But she she's definitely got that she's a a boyish girl she's a lesbian <laughs> she's okay. married so she's a she's got this boyish look to her but sure incredibly dry sense of humor and I I'm I'm a huge fan of her anyway but she's in the movie but she's not actually in any scene with the other people in the film they digitally inserted her in all the shots where this guy was that was supposed to be in the movie is it evident. That's what they did. You can't you really it. tell for most of the shot. I think there was a couple shots where I was just kind of like, yeah, honestly, I didn't even know that was the case. until after I finished watching it, I oh, just okay. knew that there was like a couple shots where it looked funny, but I didn't know if it was because of that or because of the fucking lenses, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought it was just the problem with the lenses. So, but uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting how seamlessly she got put in there without it being distracting, you know, that's wild. So it's, they literally just drew, just drew him out and put her in. (laughs) I wonder if that'll be like, you know, the wave of the future. It's like, they're going to go back and say, Oh, this guy's like too, this actor is too offensive nowadays. So they go back, you know, I mean, like they kind of like, they edited out like the twin towers there for a bit. Yeah. I remember when they were doing that. Yeah. So now they're gonna like start just you know like oh this actor was a horrible he did a horrible thing and then they're just gonna like start inserting. <laughs> Can you imagine if he could just like you know superimpose like different characters like that right. or actors into different roles? It's, Man, it was just I mean, completely it's coming. Change the dynamic. It's coming. I mean, I, I that that's that's I mean definitely coming, but it's like uh, that when the, when that when they're able to do that perfectly, it'll be we need to resurrect all these action stars that are no longer around like like bruce lee right. and young Arnold schwarzenegger you know? oh my goodness well yeah yeah you know that that's what's gonna well, happen well yeah because like in genesis they kind of did that where he went back in time to fight himself mm-hmm. and it was like the original one it didn't look bad it wasn't great but it looked bad so is that so is that to say that they're gonna go ahead and, and edit us out in the future too because our show is gonna be so wildly popular but you know but we're gonna be considered too inappropriate at times so they're gonna like Replace our voices with somebody else. I'm sure that'll happen. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure someone will waste money on that. <laughs> well, they're already wasting their time listening to us. So what True. the hell does it matter? <laughs> True. <laughs> oh man. So is there anything else that you've seen recently? Uh, I have a couple more to mention because, it, and these are positive ones. I'll, I'll start with Psycho Gorman, a Gorman. Um, yes. That is the one that is on um, Charter right now. It's uh, definitely a kid-friendly movie, I guess, but it's incredibly gory. <laughs> I mean, there's literally a character that's just like a bucket of guts. <laughs> that's hilarious. So, and there's and there's a kid who gets turned into a giant brain with eyes. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's insane. Um, it, the the it's a it's a fun movie it's worth checking out it's it's people you know good old classic people in monster costumes doing shit okay um, i i thoroughly enjoyed it 
the ending I thought was a little weak, and the uh, the the girl, the little girl that is the main character, she uh, she gets kind of old by the halfway point. You're kind of like I'm a little tired of her. Sure. Um. So, but you know, overall, it's definitely worth a watch. Okay. It's it's uh, done by a- the guys who do. Uh, I guess the guys who did the void. Remember the void. I remember the title. Uh, that was I the don't. one that, like the they it was like very H.P. Lovecraft where they had this cult that was like bringing this you know co- uh, cosmic horror to Earth, basically. Okay. Um, and then there was a uh, uh, the editor, which was that Jalo parody right. satire thing. Uh, th- that was one of the other movies that this this group did. So sure. So it's it's definitely got that sense of humor, which is very dark and weird. <laughs> What was the other film you have in mind? Oh, the last one is uh, Train to Busan, which I have not had not seen until it premiered on um, Joe Bob a couple weeks okay. ago. Uh, that is a zombie movie, which I know we're sick to death of zombie movies. But definitely one of the best zombie movie I've seen in probably 10 years, if not longer. Uh, probably the That's best one I've seen because, since... I mean, you're- John of the Dead, of it. yeah, because you're kind of like sick and tired and done with the yeah. whole zombie thing. I am. I really, <clears throat> it's well, it's just because there's so many of them. There's so many bad ones. Yeah, yeah. And Train to Busan is one where the obviously the story was first, and then the the zombie part was uh, was secondary. And the zombie part is definitely incredibly unique with how they do it. Uh, is is a Korean movie, so it's all subtitled, but. It's one of those movies that has a real heart to it, and if you make it to the end without crying, then you're a stone cold killer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you've been saying about it, so right? It's it, it'll twist you up before it gets to the end. Wow, wow, that's saying a lot. Because that's how invested you'll get into it. So it sounds like a pretty well produced film. Incredibly, and I heard the there's a sequel to it, but I heard the sequel was quickly made, um, and, and the director quickly made it and wrote a sequel for it and everything. And sure. the sequel goes full uh, Michael Bay. Oh, really? And just shits all over the legacy of the first one. Oh, that's so too I bad. Have, I have no desire to see it. But yep. the the first, yeah, Training Busan, check it out. It is, you know, high up on my list. You need to check that one out if you haven't seen it yet. Awesome. And it's on Shutter right now. Awesome. So, we ready to go ahead and dive into our next batch of Friday the 13th films? I think we are. All right. So, starting off first, we're going to talk about part four. Yep. Uh, this was and what the, is the title for part four? The, the final, final chapter? chapter. Yeah. Which was a really total lie. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. There's so many after this one. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, this was uh, Joseph Zito who did the um, uh, Prowler, which is a good horror movie. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, and so Tom he, Savini, was, Savini was involved in special effects in, yep. in Prowler. Yeah, and and there were some really good kills in Prowler, too. Oh, my God, yeah. Is Savini on board for this one? Yeah, the Savini came back for this one because he wanted to kill, his, kill the creation that he helped make, you know, basically. Right. So... Yeah, he comes back and all the masks that you see in this movie and everything are all his. I mean, it's all basically. I think that yeah. kid's kind of playing a, a a baby Savini or something here. <laughs> baby Savini. <laughs> we should market that. I know, <laughs> like right? A, like a little collectible. 
it's just Tom Savini with like like a, like a baby body in his head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, baby Savini, baby go. Savini and friends. You could have like you could have him like have a bunch of monster friends. <laughs> yeah, and he comes with interchangeable masks and stuff. You know. Yep. Could be like a whole cartoon series and everything. That'd be awesome. It's like we, hey, Tom Savini, uh, call us up. We'll help. <laughs> Let's get this <laughs> off the ground. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so yeah, this was um, th- as a kid. I uh, this one was. I mean, I, I love all these movies to death. Uh, but this one was one of those movies that was like very uh, important to me as a kid because it did have a kid in it. Had Corey Feldman in it as as Tommy. <clears throat> yep. Um, so this movie was very like, so up my alley as a kid. I was like, is I, this Corey Feldman's debut? I think so. I think he, it has to be one of his first films. One of yeah, the first, if not the first. I think it is. I'm not positive. But I think it is. Um, because it was after this that he got Goonies and became too big to be involved in these movies. That's why he's like just in the very beginning of the fifth one. You know, I've never seen him in interviewed um, for this film, like in the like after he's done it. Have you ever seen anything like? Yeah. Like, does he? He's interviewed in he he he's interviewed in that uh, documentary uh, that came out a few uh, a few years back, and he said yeah. he basically says that he's like he was you know he was doing Steven Spielberg produced movies at that point. Really he was doing Gremlins and doing doing a. Uh, Goonies and stuff like that. So he didn't, you know, he was not going to come back for Friday Thirteenth Five. Well, he they have they have shots of him in Five, but he's actually in Five, right? And they shot that in his backyard uh, with a rain machine and a camera. Wow, they came to him, right? <laughs> Turned on the sprinklers and brought the cameras. It's literally what they backyard. did. Yeah. Wow, that works. So that's why you that's why you never see him and Jason in the same frame together. It's just him looking at Jason. <laughs> oh, okay. That so, makes sense now. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, this one uh th- did you see this one as a kid too or was this one like off your oh, radar? You know, I saw it as a kid, probably most likely on cable, <clears throat> excuse me, late at night. You know, having either my alone or friends came over and whatnot, but yeah, I I you know, I honestly can't tell you which was the very, very first one that I saw. It was either three or four, I believe, mm-hmm. the first time around. But yeah, I do have good memories of this one, though. Yeah. And is this the one where you uh, you just sent me a video that somebody made like an homage? Or no, is that, no, I, I, that's, that's the fifth one. Sorry, yeah, butchered five. it. Scratch that. Scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> Get and, ahead of myself. And hold for editing. And okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I've already been digitally replaced, haven't I? Yep. <laughs> Tonight's episode, the part of Brian will be played by Brianna. Bri- okay, Brianna, whoever that is. <laughs> Tonight, the same the, voice, the, just different. The part different of Brian music. will be played by Tignataro. <laughs> Question is, which part <laughs> of me that it's is. seamless. <laughs> Well, oh man. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, you know. So where do you want to start with four? Uh, well, we can. I mean, I don't know if we need to review the story too much. I mean, the story no. is literally just uh-uh. the you know, it's it's another setup for kids getting killed and these 
you know, kids come and stay at a house across the lake from uh, the Jarvis family, who is Jar- yes. Tommy's mom. There's no father around. It's just her, him, him, his sister, and his mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is such an 80s kid. He's got that room. I know as a kid, I was just like, having a room full of like Halloween masks was like the shit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if you had a bunch of Halloween masks hanging up in your room, you were a fucking badass. Yes. <laughs> you were living the dream. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, and um, in addition to that, I guess what would it be? I think what we really need to talk about is the cast from four. Yeah. So you have Corey Feldman. We have, of course, Crispin Glover. Is that the spaz from uh, Back to the Future? Yeah, that's Chris McGlover. Oh, God. And I think, start- I think this might have been his first movie or maybe one of his first. How did he have a career after this is beyond me. I, well, he, I mean, maybe, maybe uh, Robert Zemeckis saw him spazzing out in this movie and thought he would be a George great McFly. George McFly. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's no odd, idea. Is, where do we even start? I mean... Are we going to mention the other characters or just dive right into him? Well, let's just dive into him. What the hell? He's, he's the most noteworthy <laughs> of the characters. Yeah, he really uh, knows how to hit it off well with the ladies, doesn't he? You have him and you have who who was the uh, his best buddy? The greaser guy? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah he was like a greasy, the, the guy with his computer. What, was it even really a computer? Uh, no. Well, it was his, him, he wasn't, he was just make-believing. Is that what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. I mean, it's just exactly. Yeah, you but didn't you actually like, have a computer. <laughs> I was like, "Wow." <laughs> he was just being a dick, right? It's like how so, they fit. I mean, it's just like can you imagine a computer back then? You know, being portable, you would have had to have a fucking station wagon to lug it around. Oh yeah, it would have been. Well, they had lap. They might have had laptops at that point, but they would have been the size of like a briefcase or something. You know, right? It would have been huge. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So it's Jimmy was Crispin Glover's character. I do not remember the other kid, the character's name. It was like, oh, it was no. Teddy. Teddy. That's he had right. The fucking he teddy, had bear. The teddy bear. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> He's fucking trying to bear. really uh, knock out one of the twins with the fucking teddy bear lines. Yeah. Oh, we got to talk about the. Tw- well, we'll get to it. But uh, so yeah, are they like the Dullement twins? At some they were. Point in time? Yes. They oh were. my god. Um. So Jimmy, Chris McGlover's character, is like not apparently just broke up with his girlfriend or something. And Teddy just keeps mocking him for being a dead fuck because he keeps putting yes. it in the computer and it comes out as you're a dead fuck. And it's it's I mean, even by today's standards, this is like pretty harsh. <laughs> you know what you I mean? Think? You're like, you think? it's like this is some. This is some real shit talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is like, yep. I'm not going to be your friend anymore, dude. <laughs> you keep calling me a dead fuck. <laughs> so is that all it takes to get you to go away? Just call you a dead fuck? You're like, that's oh, right. yeah, that's it. I'm done. done. <laughs> Show's over. That's it. <laughs> so, but yeah, he's all, he's all mopey about that. And then they, you know, they Throughout meet the, the double mate. The film, he dwells on it, though. Oh, yeah. That's what, that's what I'm saying. He like completely dwells on this term that, you know, the dead fuck. Yeah. Uh, and it, and it's repeated over and over again from start to finish basically. Yeah. But, uh, they, they run into the double mint twins who just happen to be wandering around the forest. 
Yeah, on their bi- on their bicycles. On their bicycles, and they immediately go skinny dipping with this group of people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because that's what you do. <laughs> Come on, it, it, it follows a really believable train of thought. Well, here. Sure, it does. <laughs> Hey, it was this this was like kind of pre-AIDS, so it was like, yeah, before we before sex was dangerous. <laughs> sure. So but anyway, um the uh, we so yeah, that's that's the whole thing is is the, we had the double mitt twins that are gonna be the love love interest for Jimmy. One of them's gonna be the love interest for Jimmy. Yep. And Teddy's gonna get left out at some point. But I wanted to talk about the uh the, there's like the sex scene between two of the characters that Corey Feldman's character, Tommy, is watching from across the lake. Okay. And his reaction is hilarious. <laughs> it's so it's oh, so wait. a kid. Oh, you mean like when he's he's like supposed to, he's pretending to be sleeping and his mother tucks him in? Yeah. He like looks out the window and he sees that there's like a naked woman <laughs> across the window out the yeah. window. He's yeah. just like he's just like, Oh my god. <laughs> he's like freaking yeah, out. He's, he's like freaking bouncing like a puppy on his bed. Uh, he is so excited. It was it was hard to see nudity back in those days, man. You couldn't just like bring it up on your phone. <laughs> you, you had to really seek it out. You couldn't just like see tits when you wanted to. Very true. Yeah. It was, it was a dark ages, man. Yep. Like at the Victoria's Secret catalog showed up at your house, it was just like Christmas. That was yeah, it was like, like mind blowing. This is getting hidden away <laughs> under my mattress. <laughs> or if you went to your friend's house, you know, and the dad had like a subscription to uh, Sports Illustrated, and it's just like, oh, please tell me this swimsuit issue is in here. Mm-hmm. Or or he had a subscription to Playboy. Well, even yeah, there there was there was a couple. I had a friend that had a the father that got Playboys, and he had he had like a stack of them. <laughs> And they were hidden under his sink. <laughs> and I remember like, because I was probably like, I was probably like maybe eight years old or nine years old, right. something like that. And he's like, he's like, you gotta see this. We like sneak into the bathroom together. <laughs> yeah. Close the door. We're pull- he's pulling out these moldy <laughs> playboys they're probably 10 years old from under sure. the sink he's like he's like whoa you know boobs he's like and, and, and i remember he's this kid was just like like you got a boner <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if he could superimpose the guy from uh chips into that moment uh which one <laughs> The uh the Latino guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's like like no 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 man, they got no yeah, yeah, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, it was uh looking back on it, it was very awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah. Just don't call me into the bathroom anymore, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's the that's that was the kind of stuff he had to do back then. More or less, yeah, just, I, I hear you. It was not uh, easy access. So how? So did like the dad get pissed off because you guys got like half the pages and most of those magazines like stuck together? <laughs> no, they were they were kind of stuck together as it was, where they were where they were they're like mildewy underneath the sink because they've been getting yeah. moist under there. All right. So yeah, but anyway, um, back to the movie. <laughs> shall um, we? Shall we? Yeah. Uh, um. So uh, yeah. The, anyway, that. That whole sequence was like so, 
the whole sequence of Tommy reacting to the, the nude girl just was like took oh, me yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the nostalgia yeah. was like it is how like the like the mom knew that he was like watching it probably mm-hmm. too. Yeah, and you pretend to be asleep when your mom comes in. How often did you do that shit? Right. You know? Yeah. So, but anyway, um, beyond that, I mean, you also have this character. I guess we need to talk about Rob. He was the character that was apparently um, somebody. The bear hunter? Yeah, he, he's, his sister or something was killed by. Jason, Jason, one of the previous evenings, I guess, because parts two and three and four happen like within days of each other. Oh, okay. So in terms of in terms of the the story timeline, yeah. I mean, it, it, as far as like the real time of it, and then you know, part five is like what five years later or something. Sure. But um, yeah. So anyway, it's it's just weird. Um that he's out there looking for his, the killer of his sister when he literally would have found out about it a few days ago or a day right. ago or something, you know, it's like, I'm out here to kill that fucker. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, him, uh, we got the double mitt twins and we have, um, like, you know, some other kids, which I honestly aren't remember. Really rememberable. There's Trish, which right. is the, the, uh, the sister. Of course, the survivor of the film. Yeah. The heroine. that, the characters aren't really that memorable. Uh-uh. So, but I guess let's just get into the kills, because the kills are what everyone's here for anyway. Absolutely. And we got so some rank kills. Is, what's like one of, what would you say is ranked as like one of the better ones? Uh, I think there's a really a lot of good ones in this one. Um, the the kill with the... Um, uh, the, the kill with the the guy in and and the water uh, that goes out to like see his girlfriend after he's been screwed around with one of the doublement twins. Oh yeah 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 she's in the raft. Yeah she goes out to, she gets naked and goes out to the raft. When and... she gets killed though that's hilarious the look on her face. Oh it's terrible. She's... Oh it's yeah. like one of the she's just like and like sticks yeah. her tongue out and bugs <laughs> out her eyes and, and just so uh, fucking and dead. it's like yeah it's it's that's yeah it was bad yeah. Uh, suppose there's a story behind that though. There's, apparently, they were filming that in an ice cold lake. Okay. And she was literally had hyperthermia. Oh so, really? Yeah, because she was practically naked. <laughs> well, that. yeah. I mean, so I was gonna say if the, the water was cold, and was I was hoping it, you know, I was like the turkey done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they didn't. I don't think. But they, well, they did show her before she went in the lake. So. Yep. So, but uh, but when he when the when the boyfriend comes out and the the way he gets killed is pretty good. I, or he gets I, lifted yeah. up, he gets lifted up out of the water and everything, like impaled. Oh yeah. So that's pretty cool. The 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 one girl that gets killed after they ha- she has sex with uh, her boyfriend up like they have showers, uh, they have sex and then they immediately take showers. Yes. Um, she gets it through. She gets an axe through the door. Oh yeah, that is an awesome kill. Uh, and then, and then the boyfriend gets the face smashed into a wall. That's the one that really stands out in my mind. That was some great special effects. That was yeah. awesome. Love that one. So there's 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 definitely some good ones, and of course we got to talk about Jason's uh, deaths in this one because it's it's a gory mess. Oh yeah, especially towards the end. Mm-hmm. And did you want to talk? Do you want to make mention how like Corey Feldman like you know pretends to be little Jason? Yeah, go ahead. 
No, I just, I mean, I remember seeing that. That's what stands out in my mind the most that, like, blew my mind when I was a kid. First yeah. time I saw this. Yeah, because he just literally runs upstairs in the middle of Jason attacking his sister. He's like, I'm going to shave my head now. <laughs> yeah, put some makeup on. He kind of looks like a, he, he kind of looks like um, like a little un- Uncle Fester a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. And um, I just, you know, I I literally didn't see that coming. Yeah, it, it's it's a good little tactic because it's like this. It's kind of a callback to part two, um, you know, with uh, the chick. Uh, wearing the sweater and pretending yes. to be his mother, so it's it's a good use of that. Um, the uh, th- there's I mean, all kinds of funny moments in this one too. There's uh, and overall, I th- I like the like the family characters. Yes, they're all the dynamic between all of them is very good. And, and yeah, Corey Feldman, his sister, and then the mom. Yeah, yeah. it was all very believable. Like, yeah, they seem like yeah. there's a genuine chemistry there. And um, but we gotta talk about um, Crispin Glover and his uh, spaz oh spaz dance. <laughs> yeah, I mean this this is right up there. This is very very well. This is probably one of the greatest dancing moments in in cinematic history. Yeah, yeah. He and it's, okay. So the song he's dancing to, I don't know the name of it, but it's by a band called Lion. Okay. And the only other song that Lion is known for. Is they were the ones who did the rock and roll version of the Transformers for the Transformers movie. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> How do you go from that to that? I don't know. Well, I think Transformers might have been after. Right. So they, they might they still... actually apparently grew in popularity or something after that. But this that's like the only thing they're known for is like the Transformers movie uh, theme. Okay. Um, but he supposedly was dancing to. Uh, back in black. Oh, when they were filming, and I, I don't. It's it still doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, you know. His movements. His movements are just like someone it's so fucking having strange. a full body seizure. <laughs> yes, he looks incredibly stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to it's put bad, it. but somehow it gets well. You know, it sweeps that element to an off her off her feet. Apparently so, because it she ends up in the sack with her, and of mm-hmm. course, after he gets done nailing her, he's got to ask the question: "Am I a dead fuck?" Yeah, it's like really. So we're back to that again. It's, I'm okay. sure. I'm sure women love to hear that. Like, how was I? Was I okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you come? <laughs> <laughs> women love to hear that shit. <laughs> yeah. Right. So she says, she says, oh, it was wonderful. And, and he goes downstairs and sees Teddy, who is, te- and Teddy has been like striking out with everybody. Yeah. He's, He's such, having a good time watching those, like those old timey uh, home videos. Stag films. He's watching old yeah. stag films that were look like they're from the 1920s or something like the silent yep. era. Yeah. When they say flappers, whew, those are some flappers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Those are, those are some flappers who want their suffrage. <laughs> yes with the exception of the very last one before he gets killed i was just like okay i'd have to say for that i mean even by today's standards the last one on there was attractive the one that got his attention mostly remember i i, I honestly i don't remember any of them but okay. she had a very modern looking body i was really surprised <laughs> okay so but yeah teddy is T- teddy's way of picking up women is to 
he has a teddy bear and he keeps talking about want a kiss from Teddy and then he tries to kiss him. Oh my god. This guy is such a fucking creep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just he's a fucking creep. Hmm. So you mean I shouldn't take my teddy bear everywhere I go with me? Try to use that one on others? Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's the thing. It's like, was it, did did he pack that teddy bear with that? With that? <laughs> it's like he packed. It's like, like me and me, Teddy, we're gonna like, score this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a flat. You're, you're my wingman, he's got a Teddy. Flashlight packed away in that teddy bear. <laughs> that's that could be. <laughs> that could be it. <laughs> Oh, you know man. what you know what the special secret is about my teddy bear? <laughs> it has a hole in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's not because the stuffing's falling out. Yeah. Well, I make sure that stuffing is packed in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's packed tight. <laughs> you know what? It's like he should have just dressed up like a fucking teddy bear. As like one of those like what do they call them? Furries? Is that what they call them nowadays? Yes. <laughs> maybe that's maybe he and was then, a proto furry. Right, and then he's getting like freaking double time from like the double mint girls. <laughs> that was his fantasy, <laughs> right? He's wearing, he's got his dick hanging out of a of a furry costume, and he's just <laughs> get, giving it to some chick. Yeah, all girls like teddy bears. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that might that might be his thing. Yeah, if if uh, Teddy was around today in real life, he would be like heavy into furry conventions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh uh, man weirdness so but, but let's talk about uh jimmy's death because this is crispin glover's moment to shine oh thank goodness it, this death scene I, I honestly is one of my favorites of all the movies because mm-hmm. he's he's rummaging around looking for the corkscrew so he can bring champagne or something up to his chick and champagne and uh he's got the uh, wow 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 yeah wow wow <laughs> Uh, he's like, where's the fucking corkscrew? And he gets the corkscrew in the hand. Yes. <laughs> and there's just this moment of like, where he's like panicking and trying to pull away, but he can't. And he turns and he gets a, a hatchet to the fucking face. Yes. It's beautiful. It was awesome. You know, just like gore like this is just kind of like a lost art anymore. Yeah, well, it really is. I mean, it's just so much of it is just kind of an afterthought in movies. Right, right. You know, and that's really the, you know, what these films need to be is just like some really good kills. And they do a really good job of setting them up. Yeah. Well, that's what what these movies should be. And that's kind of the thing they forgot in the remake. I mean, the 2009 remake is a decent movie, but the thing where it's lacking is the kills. It's just yeah. every kill is just kind of like uh, you know, slice and dice. I mean, there's really there's really no variation to it. I agree. So, um, so anyway, yeah. So the the uh, oh, we forgot to mention too the uh, the is it Max the the um, uh, morti- the uh, the um, attendant at the at the um, morgue. Oh my god, the very, the very beginning, beginning of the movie. Of the movie. How, did the fail, the, how did we fail to mention that? I one? know, right? The beginning of this movie ends or begins right where number three ends. I mean, it's literally showing them picking up the body, uh, Jason's body at, at the end of number three in the barn. Yeah, it takes place at the hospital. It kind of has a little bit of a Halloween 2 esque vibe to it. A little bit. Of the way, yeah. You know, it's being set in the hospital. But the guy who was like working in the morgue, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> 
He's he's such a douchebag. And you know the actor he was in um, the uh, police academy movies. He was like the spaz in those oh, movies, like the nerdy guy okay. with glasses. Okay, okay, really? That's him? Yeah. Just minus the glasses. Well, he, he you're there was two nerdy. There was like one guy who was like, um, real, like an older older short guy, and then there was this guy who was kind of more of a spaz and he was a nerd. Sure. He's always like screwing up and like dropping shit and stuff like that. Okay. So there, you, there's there's like two kind of nerdy guys with glasses, but. but yeah, that that's that whole sequence in the hospital is enjoyable. Yeah. And yeah, because like, he's he got a, his girlfriend in there trying. He's trying to fuck his girlfriend in the morgue when there's a body literally right above you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if there's one thing we know that men will fuck anywhere in any situation right <laughs> no thoughts or worries about what might be happening in that room <laughs> oh wow that's that's a good point <laughs> like, that's a very good point it's like if i can get her if i can convince her i'm doing it right here <laughs> right but it's hilarious though because you remember how uh like jason's hand like they're just starting to get into it and his hand, Jason's arm comes down, and his hand like rubs against, you know, was it her? Her leg, yeah. Like, like rubs against her leg or something. But just the way his reaction was, he's like, Jesus Christ, oh, yeah. shit, just Jesus, and just fuck he shit, keeps saying, Jesus Christ. He keeps saying, Jiminy, Christmas, holy Christmas. <laughs> yeah, he's just. <laughs> he says Christmas like two or three times. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like. <laughs> Like, why Christmas? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Even then, they're being conscientious not to offend the Christian folks. So, <laughs> it's like, holy Christmas, Jiminy Christmas! <laughs> it was so hilarious. But um, his kill sequence is awesome. What where Jason comes up from behind him and and grabs him. You, I thought he was just gonna go ahead and cut his throat with the bone saw. But he's like cuts his head and then just like snaps it all the way around. Remember? Mm-hmm. He's oh, brutal, that was man. Good. That was good. That was real good. Jason ain't playing in this movie, man. He's like, fuck this no. shit. <laughs> yep. And then I know like the nurse like goes into that like like uh like a storage room with all the medications and whatnot and and he kills her. I can't remember. Was there anything really eventful about I, her kill? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I really don't remember there anything, anything that exciting oh, about it. He, he stabs in her, and then, but then he like cuts down. He like like almost like you know he's gonna start gutting her, but they don't show all that. Right. If I'm not mistaken. Well, there's there, there, these movies were like butchered by the MPAA back then, so it's you know there's uh, there's all uh, kinds of like I mean all these scenes were like way more gory if you could see the uncut versions, but you know that stuff's like lost. So I was gonna say, are those it. uncut versions available? There, there is an uncut version of of the part one, and there is some. Uh, I think if you watch the the um, documentary for part seven, there's like a bunch of stuff, but it's all like VHS because oh. they don't have like the, they can't find the film, the actual film cutting cuttings, so they have no way of restoring it. Oh wow. That's interesting. So anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's uh, you know at the end Tommy kills Jason and uh, J- then he has a little freak out when he's at the hospital and you yes. set, they set it up to maybe he's going to be Jason, right? Yeah, and it ends. That's it. Yep. 
And then that leads us over into the fifth film where Tommy is shown once again in the very beginning of the movie. And he's having a dream sequence where he's like <laughs> running through the rain in his, in his, in his yellow slicker. Yeah, and there's two grave diggers or grave robbers, I guess, or something. Yep. Are digging yep. up uh, Jason's grave because what they think he was buried with treasure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Was his machete Just like of those, made like, of gold or something? You know, I thought if anything, they're gonna like dig him up and like steal his mask. Yeah, that's a good point. Or like some stupidly you no know, like dare kind of a thing, dude. It's like, yeah, let's go dig up Jason, man. Yeah, let's steal his mask, man. You know. Yep. So that's on eBay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there you go. In 25 years. Um, <laughs> right. So, yeah, uh, this movie, this, this, okay, so part five, uh, A New Beginning, it was directed by Danny Steinman, who literally came from the porn industry. Okay. <laughs> um, he His his previous movies were like, I think a lot of porn films, but he also did that Savage Streets um, oh, with Linda Blair? Yeah, with Linda Blair. And was that really Linda Blair being naked in that movie? Because there was quite a bit of that, like her in the bathtub and stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. she's wow. She was trying Good to like grief. get past her kid image Yeah, at that point. So she did quite a few. I think she did several movies where she was naked in them for a while. Yep. So anyway... Um, yeah, so that's... The, he. So he. they bring him in to work on this movie, and it's... I mean... It's got the 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 quality of like the sleazy, just a sleazy quality to it. Overall, yes, it does. I mean, it but just kind of oozes sleaze. But for some reason, you and I both came to the same conclusion that I don't know why, but I enjoyed watching this one uh, a shit ton. I really, really enjoyed this movie way more than I had re- ever remembered. Yeah, a lot of people shit on this one. Yes, they do. The biggest complaint is like, oh, because it's not Jason, you know, and it's like, well, I mean, I have to give him credit for just doing something that's completely unique. Yeah, I was I remember as a kid, I hated this one, too, but it was simply for that reason. I really wasn't looking at it for the movie itself. Right. Um, I thought the mask was cool. I remember. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, it was just like when, when this when this movie came out, um people to, and people to shit on it and people still shit on it to this day but it's yes. a really good movie it's it's it really sleazy is. weird fucking movie but it's good and the freaking characters man there's a lot going on here with the characters there are so many characters in this movie <laughs> so many characters so... who have nothing to do with the plot <laughs> nope and they're just batshit weird but for some reason it's like it works yeah you have well you have of course tommy who's played by a different actor yeah, because uh, he's supposed to be older. He's a, they show Corey Feldman at the very beginning as a flashback or drink nightmare sequence, I guess. Uh, he wakes up and you see that he's actually like, what, five years older, probably. Um, and he's so this movie, even though this movie takes place in the future of yes. when it came out. So it's like probably 1990 or something when this movie's supposed to take place, even though it came out like in 85 or something like that or 86 or it was. What year did this come out? 85. So it came out the same year as Back to the Future. Wow. Um, so, yeah, Chris McGlover got right onto that. He, uh, yeah, I'm really wondering now if, if Robert Zemeckis saw uh, him spaz out in, in part four and was like, I need to hire that guy. Yeah, isn't that crazy how he like jumps from like that to that? Yeah, and his next movie is <laughs> Back to the Future. Wow. 
That's so, crazy. Yeah, we got to talk. There's a lot of characters we got to talk about. And I want, the first one oh I want to talk about is the the fat kid at the beginning. <laughs> oh, with the chocolate bar? Yeah. So you have this fat kid who is like the most stereotyped version of a fat kid I've ever seen a movie in. Maybe the most stereotyped and fat and fat kid in the history of movies. I don't know. He's, he's always eating. Yeah. He's got chocolate well, he's, all over his face and he all over his hands. Slow. He's a little slow. Mm-hmm. He's offering other people a candy bar constantly. Yes. Yes. While eating a candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's this guy chopping wood. Uh, he well, he pick, he tries to pick up blankets and or, you know, try to help. Yeah, he's helping. Girls. Yeah, he's got the, the chocolate over his hands. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's like honestly, it's it's almost a hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> it's building up to it. What they what they do to this kid. Um, and then he hands the he he walks over to this guy chopping wood, who I might add is not chopping wood properly. Okay, uh, because he has the he has a basically a piece of wood or a trunk of a tree or something sideways. And he's like chopping yes. into the middle of it. You're supposed to like sit them on their end and chop them down the middle. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, Thank that you, aside, Paul Bun- Paul yes, it was it was it was irritating me. It was like like he's just wasting time. All right. <laughs> I mean, well, he's just taking all the it's all that pent up aggression. Captain Kirk knows how to how to fucking chop wood. <laughs> What's your fucking problem? <laughs> Well, obviously uh, he's got some anger issues, and he's yeah, taken out of that. that that's wood. that could be. So yeah, he's just chopping this wood, and he keeps offering the candy bar, offering the candy bar, puts the candy, and then he puts the candy bar on the wood and says, "I'll just put it here so you can have it for later." <laughs> right. Great. And he chops the candy bar, and then gets pissed off and chops the guy. Yeah. Um, big time. Big time. Yeah. Which is where we meet Roy, who is who is like it's so. I mean, honestly, watching this movie, knowing what what the movie is, I don't know that I would have realized it as a kid. Obviously, I probably wouldn't. But right, yeah, holy shit, is it obvious that he's the killer? Yes, <laughs> it's like they focus on him a lot. Yep. The camera, and there's even that one point after the greasers get killed, where the sheriff is just kind of standing there, and he's like, "What the hell is going on around here?" And, right. And Roy is like, "Are you talking to me, sheriff?" <laughs> he look, looks right at the like practically looks at the camera and winks and and the sheriff is like oh no Roy I'm not talking to you like really goes, goes out of his way to say Roy it is ridiculous <laughs> Obviously, I, mi- I, I overlooked that part yeah it's ridiculous Um, so yeah there's uh, is there characters you want to talk about there's that you're well we, I know you want to talk about the enchilada guy but I'm not there yet <laughs> Prince and the enchiladas. Yes, I wanted to talk about the two fifties greasers that just come out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like these guys are definitely worth mentioning, and it, it, the way he delivers those lines. Yeah, they're like they're like hardcore the like the car. Yeah, two fifties guys from like nineteen fifties New Jersey. And Thank you. Very Jersey Shores. Yeah. It's like where the hell are these guys coming from and going to? <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of coming back from their audition around their way to audition for Greece. That yeah, that would make sense. You know? These guys are these guys are nuts. Yeah. Um, I wish yeah. we had some some of the cli- I wish we had clips for some of these things because it's it's I you have to hear it to believe it. I know, and and it's like the whole thing where he the one guy goes off to pee, 
and while the the guy's working on the car trying to get start, and he comes yeah. back, he doesn't look for his friend. He just comes back and starts going. Says, "You better get the car fucking started." Like, <laughs> kick your fucking singing. ass, you know, motherfucker. Kick your you know, fucking like, ass. It's not starting. Well, well <laughs> his like friend so is irritating. like slumped over in the hood of the car. Yeah, yeah. Or, or the hood is up, and he's like slumped over into the engine compartment. I should say. But so, yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just nuts. Yeah. So and then of course they kick gets killed too, and then that's where the sheriff comes out, and we have another you know obvious you know notice to Roy. Yeah, and um, Roy's just kind of tugging on his uh, shirt collar and like, because <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why are you asking me, sheriff? Because uh, <laughs> right. I, I certainly wouldn't know anything about it. <laughs> He's sweating profusely. Yeah. He's like, this is, like looks like he just got done running a marathon. He's like, like I mean. I, I I I wouldn't know anything. I mean, I, I I I'm just I'm just a paramedic, <laughs> right? Did the sheriff know that, that that fat idiot kid was like related to him? Well, apparently no, because that's it doesn't get revealed. That doesn't get revealed till much later. Oh, the big big reveal at the end. Okay. Yeah. So the big reveal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're dying to talk about the waitress and her much older boyfriend. So oh have my at god. It. So the guy who, so her much older boyfriend, I didn't realize, <clears throat> I'm like, he is shown at the beginning of the movie because he's the one that's uh, transporting, he's one of the two gentlemen that's transporting Tommy Okay, as, that's, an adult, as a young adult. Okay, gotcha. I couldn't remember where he was at the big, where he yeah, was earlier. and he's the sitting there looking at like a freaking nudie magazine. And it's, it's when Tommy wakes up from his uh, nightmare sequence. Right. And then you see that guy in the front seat. And I just, I mean, seriously, what the hell does Lana see in this guy? Except for the fact that he's got some, uh, some blow. He's got some nose candy, man. That's all it takes. This is 1985. And he looks like a fucking cross between a rat and Super Mario. (laughs) Yeah. He's, I mean, he's like, he walked out of a 1970s, uh, porn set. Is where he, yes. which maybe that's where where the director got him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what your opinion is of Lana, but I mean, I think she is way too attractive to be even remotely interested in this guy. Yeah, they should have got Ron Jeremy to play that part. <laughs> it's it's in that territory because that's that's, that's about sure. the that's what the level of the guy is. Yes, but the way he delivers his lines, he's fucking hilarious. Yeah, because like he like the. I don't know exactly what he said, but when he's sitting in the car and he's like looking around for his cocaine stash up on the, the, the visor thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, or something like that. Yeah. And just comes rolling out. Well, yeah. He says, he has like a little poem, like a little saying he says, and he says, he says something to the effect of like a uh, chance of flurries up your nose. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's like, Hey, bada boom, you know, <laughs> Hey, He's like, she's very self-aware yes. and he doesn't hide it and he's not ashamed of it. He knows that this woman's only hanging out with him because he has blow. <laughs> Let's face yep. it. Yep. So, and then there's the waitress. And then Lana. Lana. And Lana. Yeah. Lana, the waitress. Like, she's like, remember, she's like, it's showtime. And yes. she just like strips her shirt off. It's it's, like, that's oh, that's right. what women do, right? The women, women will stand in front of the mirror and pull their tits out and talk about how great they are, right? Yep. Don't, don't women do like, that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I was a kid, I thought they did that. <laughs> 
because that's what I would that, do if I had tits. So that explain why you got slapped across the face like umpteen times for how many years by how many women <laughs> until you finally figured it out? Like, oh. I mean, you don't stand in front of the mirror and look at your tits? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then, but the best part is when she gets done putting on her, her, uh, her day clothes, her night clothes and uh, putting on makeup, she says, girl, you are so hot. <laughs> you mean you, you probably don't do that you don't you know you don't, you don't get full on to the uh you don't do the whole um silence of the lamb thing where you tuck your junk you know and put on that horses song or whatever the hell that is well that's what i do yeah but i mean that's <laughs> i'm a fucking the weirdo <laughs> and say, oh yeah i'm so hot you want to yeah. fuck me <laughs> you want to fuck me i'd fuck me i'd fuck me so hard Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> oh, good grief! That's <laughs> hilarious. Tuck my junk. But yeah, I, I think Lana's really attractive. I mean, I have to say that you know this guy definitely has an eye for the ladies mm-hmm. in this one. Well, there's some, uh, there's some. Uh, I mean, there's a hell of a lot of nudity in this movie. <laughs> yes, there is. I mean, people get nude for no apparent reason. <laughs> And the nude scenes last much longer than probably any of the other horror, uh, excuse me, Friday the 13th films. Wouldn't yeah, you agree? easily, easily. You know, they really like dwell on, it's just like, oh yeah, I can see his porn background is definitely shining in this moment. Yeah. And I think probably the most, not- did we already make mention of probably the most notable uh, nudie scene, makeout scene, the Burnett? Yeah, we haven't yet. With the big knockers. This is the I mean, couple. Think... This is the couple that are always running off to, the fuck. I think they get in trouble for that at the beginning of the movie, don't they? The sheriff. Yeah. She's cute as a button on the face, and it's just like, good grief, she's well endowed. <laughs> All natural too. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's like a sex scene, and I mean, in these movies up until this point, I mean, the sex scenes were always like pants on. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Oh yeah, she is butt naked. Yeah. Yeah. So they they have sex in like the middle of this open clearing in the forest um and she uh he the hilarious thing about that is the whole thing they get done having sex which is incredibly short by the way and there's some homeless guy watching oh yeah it's the guy that came by to clean the shit out of the chicken coop yeah (laughs) we'll get we'll get to that yeah i'll fill your belly after you clean the shit out of the fucking chicken coop Got to talk about those characters. Yeah, we'll talk about them. <laughs> but we have we have the, uh, the, the this couple, and he he like like two pumps, and he's done. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's like, I gotta go wash like, off. Don't touch me. <laughs> exactly. So and so it's like he like wanders off to like go throw some stones in the lake. Yeah, it's or like, a pond or whatever the it's, fuck it's it was. Like I'm, I'm, I just lost my virginity. I'm gonna go have a have a insightful thoughtful moment about it by the wall. I, I think i'll go skip some stones yeah. or something it's like really Skipping you got stones. that waiting for you <laughs> it makes no sense it's just to get them separated i guess but he comes back or she comes back oh, hang on my cat <laughs> my cat wants to lay on the computer <laughs> okay so anyway um yeah, she. They they get them separated, and then there's a really good kill here. Oh, very memorable. Yeah, we have Jason or uh, fake Jason. Fake. Oh, there you go, fake Jason. Yeah, fake Jason fake comes out. Fake, fake AIDS. AIDS. Yeah, fake AIDS. <laughs> Facades for the. It's an inside joke. Yes, for yeah, those no, one, no one's no one's getting that. 
No. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Jason comes out and does this. Uh, gets, has the the big hedge clippers, and comes down and like pushes them down. You see it pushed together, and I th- you think that he's just cut her cut her head off or something. That's what I sure. thought when I first saw it. Yeah. And then it's like, oh no, that's not what he did at all. He like just shoved those in her eye sockets. Yeah. And then squeezed them together. Yes. That's some fucked up shit. It is. It really is. That's an interesting sequence. Yeah. A very unique choice. A very unique kill. Yeah, and and when he gets up, I wrote the, I forgot about this until I looked at it again. When he has after he after the the boyfriend gets up and leaves, or when he gets yes. up to leave, he actually shudders. Does he? Yes, he actually he actually gets up and shudders like like I gotta go wash up. <laughs> and shudders. He's like. Like 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 like, 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 like pee shivers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like you just got you know like sometimes you get the pee after sex you know as it goes pee shivers, or is he just kind of like ew? I can't believe I just did that. That's I know. That's just like which is it? <laughs> <laughs> what woman wants to hear? Ooh, I gotta go wash up after you just got done fucking her. Right. Romantic. I'm romantic. This guy. Yeah. But he doesn't last long because he gets the strap around the tree. Which that is, is so random. Yeah, it is a really weird kill. So he like bumps, you know, he walks backwards, bumps into a tree, and then all of a sudden a strap <laughs> just gets wrapped around his eyes and his head. And it's just like, you know, I'm like, wait a second here. Is Jason going to like have some fun with him and put a rubber ball in his mouth? Is this going to turn <laughs> into like fucking uh, um, shit that Quentin Tarantino film? What is it? Oh, I'm, uh, like, I'm, I'm about to get medieval Reservoir on your way Or uh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> now there's a parody. Can you imagine? <laughs> Jason is. You're going to get penetrated by Jason, and it's not going to be as machete. You're get, yeah, that would be awful. It's going to be his bond, zombie. Jason, his Jason's zombie cock. <laughs> oh, yuck. There's like maggots dripping off of it and shit. <laughs> Oh, the smell. <laughs> oh, oh, my, my God. God. That would be horrible. But, but again, it's just like, how how do you come up with that? Yeah. That's got to be something. It's got to be like some little trick that he's seen out of like one of his bondage mag- uh, moments of porn or something. You know something. what I mean? I'm sure it probably came from somewhere. I doubt that that was an original idea because it seemed like it's something from somewhere. Well, I would still argue it's original for a horror film kill. Yeah. I mean, I don't, don't remember seeing it before that. so Or ever after yeah, that. Yeah, or since. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's not something you would expect to work. but you know, Not at all. Not at all. It might you give know, you a but, headache, but I don't think it would crush your skull. Right. But yeah, it's just it just really stands out, mm-hmm. you know. Again, so, then, so this... Go ahead. I was going to say. Then we have the the two the the the, the um, mother and son. What is up with these two? Because the son reminds me of the doofus from uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, whatever the hell that is. Oh, well, um, I was like, that yeah, there's cousin an RV. Eddie. Yeah, it reminds me of cousin. Isn't he kind of like a takeoff of a little bit? Of that? Yeah, but I think I, I well, I guess I guess that move first one would have been out by then because the first one that came out in '84, so. I, yeah, but I, he he didn't have the that hat. That hat was in the Christmas one, which is eighty nine. Okay, yeah, when he was like emptying out the uh, 
septic tank into the freaking sewer. Yeah, the chemical toilet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but anyway, this this kid you have they have the mother and son who are, are like rednecks from the south that are yep. somehow in New Jersey. <laughs> Mama's boy. Yeah. And she is a real piece of work. Yes, she is. Tell her like you mean it, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> and the way she's chopping up that chicken she's like, yeah! <laughs> like just and like doing all kinds of weird shit with the red or the raw chicken it's just like man she makes that stew and he's like sitting there eating it like just like yeah he's so gross oh, disgusting. It, <laughs> it reminds me it's like a wasn't there like a Rob Zombie movie where the guy was like sitting there eating the bowl of cereal? That real big giant guy. In one of those Rob Zombie flicks. And it reminded me of that a little bit. Oh, yes, you're right. Uh, the um, uh, the the real tall guy. The, yes. the one that's uh, tiny. Yes. That played tiny. tiny. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's, it was disturbing. Uh, it was very grotesque. To say the least. But yeah, the dynamic between them. And it's just... You're just kind of like, why the hell are these two tossed into this movie? Yeah, it's it's like there's a several characters like that. You're just kind of like, why is this person even in this movie? It's like so random, right? It's like they just need a death scene so this would throw all these characters. And then there's there's characters that have no bearing whatsoever on anything. They're there. Nope. You know, you have you have characters that are kids in the group in the group that are like seen one time and that's it. Well, the little boy Reggie. And then what is that? His grandfather. Yeah, the grandfather. The grandfather, the grandfather that's there and for the some reason. Gets, he gets thrown through the window, and his eyeballs are like gouged out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it's just like, I'm like, who the hell is getting thrown through the window? And I'm like, oh my god, yeah, that's right. They did show the grandpa. It's, it's the grandfather that was in the movie an hour ago. Yeah, <laughs> remember him? <laughs> yeah. As he got done tucking Reggie safely into the pickup truck, the next thing you know, he's flying through a fucking window yeah. with his eyeballs gouged <laughs> out. It's like, all right, I'll buy it, sure. <laughs> so yeah, we we have we haven't talked about Reggie. Reggie is the little. He's like what twelve years old or something like that, probably. Or yep, eleven years old. Um, and Pam is, I guess, like the the one of the administrators. There's Pam and yeah. there's a guy. Um, so she. Uh, chaperones him to see his uh, brother, who is who is uh, what's his brother's name? I don't remember at the top of my head. But you know, it's funny because he kind of looks like the bear hunter from part. You're forgetting, four. you're forgetting his awesome name. Uh, is it Brian? No, it's Demon. Uh, <laughs> what? Demon is his name. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, how did I miss that? I don't know. Wow. So yeah, this is. Um, you know, maybe I think I think I heard it. I thought maybe I misheard it. Like, like there's no way someone named somebody that. Right. <laughs> well, you know, it was the '80s, man. <laughs> All right. time. So yeah, demon. He's uh, and he's got his his, uh, his lady Anita, <laughs> and oh, he's living in a oh, van oh. down oh, by yeah, the river. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More importantly, though, he parked that van near the shitter. <laughs> That's right. He's a smart man. <laughs> but, you know, Demon, I, I think he's, I, again, wouldn't you say he's just kind of like a random insert? Oh, yeah. It's, and... just, out of, it's just out of nowhere. It's like we need more people to kill, so they, we're going to have uh, Reggie's brother, who's like a total loser who lives in a van. <laughs> 
Right. That's the crazy part about it is she, he, he's dying to see his brother. And the best part about it is his brother's like bragging about how he eats fast food every night. <laughs> yeah. And he's got like pizza. He's right. got, um, and you know, the first thing he offers Reggie is the enchilada. <laughs> right. Yeah. So those, then he those, offers him a beer. Come back. <laughs> you know, he offers him the beer and he's just like, get out of here. You know, and I'm yeah. like, Oh, that's kind of funny. I remember that joke. Um, and, uh, but Demon's like girlfriend's pretty damn cute though. Oh yeah. You know, and just this whole fucking sequence is just out there. But isn't it still really fun to watch? I mean, it's bringing a smile to my face just thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, I love it. It's it's insane though. It's like, who wrote this? <laughs> it's only a porn director. Only a porn director could. And right. The the so yeah. I mean, it's just bizarre. The whole thing is just like. And I love the way Richie so idolizes this guy who is a total loser <laughs> living in a van with leather pants. <laughs> yeah, and he, he looks like a punk rocker version of Prince. Yes. You know? But he's like a Prince tribute band, and his band would be called Prince and the Enchiladas. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what it, maybe that's his backstory. There it is. Maybe maybe because he sings. He's not a bad singer. Yeah. Maybe he's no. maybe he's no. uh Maybe he's uh, doing as in a Prince cover band. Cover band. There you go. That's it. He has like a little tinge of like Rick James to him as well. Yeah, a little bit. You know the hair, the whole hair. The whole that's, hair probably, that's probably what they were going to go on for. Is probably something like Prince, I imagine. <laughs> right. But the scene. I mean, come on. How many times have we made the joke about the damn enchiladas? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And I love the way he delivers it because it's like he's in the middle of talking to his lady and he just says, Damn it, you lost. <laughs> he's like, Oh, ooh. And she's all like, Oh, baby, baby, you okay? And he's just like, Damn enchiladas. <laughs> it's like you hear it, you see it, you like, you know, you know what he's he, going through. You know, he's got dude. like fire getting ready to shoot out of his ass. <laughs> We've all been there. It's like the champagne bottle's been shaken, and it's like you're holding it with all your man's strength to the point of like... You feel the pressure, and you know that if you do not get to that bathroom on the quick, you are going to... uh, You're about to pop that cork. You're you're about to dump poop soup into your pants. (laughs) Hot, steaming poop soup. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep that's gonna look like a big old plate of mexican omelet here in that's, right. A second. that's right but the way he runs and he's like clenching his cheeks and he i mean he sells this moment mm-hmm. so amazingly <laughs> <laughs> it's he's like thing. running and doing the clinching penguin shuffle all at the same time <laughs> he don't want to break the seal between the cheeks <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he's doing, man. <laughs> yes, he does. And he's like so tactful about it, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just like the whole sequence where he's like sitting inside that shitter. You know, it's like a big like, um, oh, fuck. It's like a, I mean, it's like a, it's like a corrugated steel. There it is. Box. There it is. Thank yeah. you so much. And there's like graffiti all over the place, you know. Yep. And then you're led to believe that, oh, maybe Jason's the one shaking it, and then it's his girlfriend out there. And then what's really strange is that they start doing, like, a singing duo. Yeah, she serenades him while he shits. <laughs> Helps him relax so he lets that shit come out. 
I mean, wow, that's that's a woman. That is true love right there, you know. <laughs> She's singing it's to a, you while you're fucking. will help you relax while you're taking a shit. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you wow. know what? She's a ride or die chick. <laughs> I mean, we've known each other for like over 13 years, and it's just like I don't know if we've built. I don't know if we were at that point in our relationship yet, no, Chris. I, I don't care how bad how bad other. things are. I'm, I'm never going to start serenading you while you're taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But you know, his sequence is pretty good, though. This like how uh, he gets impaled through the walls mm-hmm. into his leg, and I would argue. That he sells his kill better than any other actor in the movie. And this guy's like actually like he actually they showed like he's like actually cry, like he really looks convincing. Like yeah. his kill looked very very convincing. Yeah, I mean he's a, he's a that uh, it's the it's a, he's a decent actor. He's been someone who's actually been in other things. And of course he was in uh, Return of Living Dead. Okay. So, but um, but yeah, was he playing I mean, kind of a similar role in that. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But those were all punkers in that movie, anyway. In the yeah. Return of Living Dead. But uh, yeah, it's. I mean, his, his. I think the scene is actually excellent. <laughs> you know, it's like, yes, it I is. love it. It's so bizarre. Yeah. And the special effects are really good in that scene too. Yeah. You know, and it's just you know it's just too bad you know because he was a very likable, fun character. Uh huh. You know, it's just too bad that they offed him so quickly. But we have the uh, like basically, I guess it kind of winds up to the final final confrontation with Jason here now in, in this movie, and I want to talk about the final sequences because we it's basically just down to Reggie and uh, Pam. Pam, yep. And, the director, yeah, the director, whatever the heck her position is, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love the way that the the I want I, if I if I could have worked on this movie, I want I would have wanted my job to be to be the water bottle guy with the spray spray bottle spray bottle guy why because you wanted to get pam's shirt wet yeah because she literally <laughs> spends the entire last half of the movie with her shirt wet and her nipples on display oh yeah <laughs> she's like, not wearing no. a bra and nope. her she is basically practically topless the whole the whole last real wet of this t-shirt movie. contest man but yeah. she's not wearing a t-shirt but still it was hilarious. <laughs> and what's hilarious about it is there were parts where she was inside the house where she was like, and at the end of the movie, there was a part where she's like with the sheriff and with Reggie. Yes. And she still had a wet shirt. <laughs> she still had her nipples out. <laughs> I thought, man, this director was like, I am going to have this shirt wet the entire time. I don't care where she is. <laughs> right. Yeah, she's quite an attractive lady, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, I just thought like the whole chase sequence between Jason and Pam was really good. Yeah. Well, fake Jason. I gotta, I gotta make sure fake I say Jason. fake Jason. Yeah. I take that back. Facing. And, um, <laughs> so, like, she, of course, you know the whole cliche thing where she falls and she's in the puddle and stuff like that. And then we got little Reggie Riding Hood come save the day in his tractor. Yes, which is like really unexpected because he's wearing like that red uh, suit. Hoodie, hoodie. Yeah, the, yeah. the you know exactly. He's wearing the, like the, the sweatpants and the you know, like the whole ensemble. Yeah, like oh, it's a little Reggie Riding Hood. Yeah, but, and, uh, and this is what's hilarious about that sequence is like it's like it's a tractor coming out of a barn, and Jason just holds up his hand like 
What is that? <laughs> right. Like, oh, yes, those lights are so blinding. Oh, yeah. oh, they're in my eyes. I can't handle it. And he just stands there and just takes a fucking, you know, uh, blow from the tractor, the, the scoop on the front of it. Yeah. But eventually he gets they they end up in the top of the barn and he gets yep. knocked out of the out of the hay uh, uh, hayloft and so you think onto yeah there's a little bit of struggle and then she gets he gets kicked but then he gets impaled on a like just just a bunch of spikes that happen to be down there some farm equipment yeah that's exactly where you want to fucking put something at a, you know at the top of an open hayloft you know the whatever that thing is the big opening and so you know god forbid if someone should fall out of there i mean yeah that's, that's well you never know you never know when you're gonna have to fight with some psychotic killer and you'll end up running up into the barn and you'll need to push him out a window <laughs> so. but you didn't see you didn't see uh fred from scooby-doo like standing down there like oh yeah nice trap yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then he he pulls the mask off like i knew it it was exactly. the paramedic <laughs> It was old Roy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is kind of Scooby-Doo, you have to yeah. admit. <clears throat> so when yeah, he I was be just... scaring any more people where he's going, like, you mean to hell? <laughs> right. Oh, that's right. We killed him. Yeah. Uh... So, <laughs> so the fat guy with the uh, chocolate bar, so that was his brother. Yeah. It's incredibly random. Yeah. And I, you know, so I'm like, but I wonder why the ambulance driver was so hung up on doing the whole Jason thing. Well, they, so they, they had the news clippings and everything, and they said something to the effect of, like, it was a way to cover up what he was doing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But, I mean, I... And he would have gotten so, away with it, too, if it had been for those damn kids. And that damn enchilada. And that damn enchilada. <laughs> oh, my God. But you have to give him credit for this. I mean, people shit all over this mm-hmm. because like, oh, it's not Jason. But it's just like, well, what about the first movie? It wasn't Jason who was really the killer. And then the second one, it was kind of like the beginnings of Jason, but not Jason as we know it. Like the hockey mask, you know, machete wielding guy didn't come out until a third one. So and why couldn't it be somebody who was, you know, potentially traumatized by Jason and or you know, using it as a, as a cover story for right. killing all these kids. I mean, it's, you have to, I, in my opinion, you have to give him credit for doing a unique thing. And that's like, if you don't dwell on the fact that it's the ambulance driver, it's a hell of a fun movie. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, the, the first two movies, especially, they were really reliant on you not knowing who the killer was. Right. You know, the second movie, even though it was Jason, it was like they didn't show him to the very end. And even in part three, you you it was always kind of like they were hiding him. And in part four, they even did it. It's like they, they spent a lot of time like not showing you Jason until they finally pay you off with showing you Jason at the end. Right. Uh, towards the end of it. So they basically just followed that formula, but had a different Jason. I guess in this one, I, I think one of the things they're guilty of is not doing that, where they show a little bit, maybe too much of Jason at times. Well, they do at the end, and it's obvious. That, I mean, it definitely is obvious it's not, you know, Jason, Jason. Right. You know, it, it always looks like some just some guy in a hockey mask. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of like where it fails, you know, as far as what yeah. it looks like. But, you know, it is it is what it is. I, I, I think it's a really fun, enjoyable movie, and it, it should get more credit than it should have a little more credit than what it's been getting. 
yeah, the characters are just so fucking batshit crazy, mm-hmm. but they're funny, you know? And there's quite the mixture. I mean, it's like, man, how they came up with the ideas for developing some of these characters and putting them in and making it work is like, wow, that's beyond me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's just a lot of random shit in this movie. Yep. You got to give them credit for having just, just kind of thrown anything in the pot. And there's so much nudity. I mean, there's like that one sequence where like there's a girl who there's like the guy and the girl that are just in the house and they're watching TV together. Uh, to, yes. to the kids that were in that ha- halfway house. And he says something like, you know, I think we should have sex. <laughs> he just says it to yeah. her, like a total creep. And he's just like, she's just like, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, he's got like that stuttering speech impediment. Right, right. And he's like, well, fuck you. And he goes and tries to talk to the other girl on earth who's, yeah, we didn't oh, talk about the girl yes. doing the fucking no, the weird break dance. The, the emo punk rock girl. Yeah. And she's listening to that synth pop music and she's doing like this, okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making mention of this because I don't know if we were to have a dance off, who would win? <laughs> I mean, this is like some American Idol, like next level shit, right? Like right here. Well, at between, least this girl is like, trying to do something that was kind of of the time period. I mean, you did have that, like what, what they call that, like the awful. robot or something. It's yeah. terrible. It was like it was like it's, the beginnings of that pop and lock shit that you saw like so much of in the nineties. Yeah, but it was just so weird. You know, because it's more of a breakdancing thing. And it's like she's doing breakdancing moves to a synth pop kind of song. And she yeah. has like like a fucking emo, like blondie punk rock kind of like, you know, she looks like she's going to go to a fucking Cure concert or something. It's just like her look and like her music choice and her dancing. It just it all just did not go together at all. Right. It made no sense. No. <laughs> no sense at all. And, and Jason uh, had every right to kill her. It was just like, oh my god, your dancing is so fucking bad. Here, I'll just yeah. end it. For I'll just, I'll, I'll put you out of your misery. Yeah, this is just. I'm embarrassed for you. That's what he's <laughs> right. As he's throwing her out right. a window. Um, but yeah, I wanted. To, I just wanted to mention like the the chick that he that that rejects him the, the first time. She they show her going to bed and she just takes all her clothes off before she goes to yeah. bed. It's just Underwear like only. every chance we have to show tits, we're going to show them. And she is incredibly tight and perky. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, for, she is. Let, let's let's so, let's go to Brian for the tip report. <laughs> How are they? <laughs> Percolating. <laughs> All right. Now back to this. You know, so yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, yep. Thanks for that, Cap. For P- Professor Titmouse, <laughs> Professor Titterson, because I like some boobies. Yep. <laughs> oh man! So, but anyway, I guess that's pretty much it for part five. Unless you have something else you want to add? No, I just, I, I just want to close part five by saying, you know. I was really like pleasantly surprised. Like, in fact, I mean, I might stay up even later and watch it again. That's how much I enjoyed it. <laughs> well, what time is it right now? <laughs> is it almost four. Yeah, the sun will be rising by the time I finish. But it's I don't know. It's just fucking hilarious. It's yep. a fun movie. It's a really really fun movie. So, I think we're running out of time for part six. There's a lot to talk about with part six. So I think we're gonna save that one for the next episode. Um, so stay tuned for that one and we'll probably try to knock, try to squeeze in seven and eight if we can. 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, those are pretty, I think those are pretty easy to squeeze in. So I think that'll do it for us. Uh, as always, like and subscribe wherever you, listen to the, wherever you listen to the show and make sure you leave a review. And we will see you next time on the return of the Audio Dead Horror Podcast. <laughs>